Welcome to the podcast, From Crisis to Connection. I'm Jeff Stewart, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'll be bringing the professional perspective. I'm Jody Stewart, unlicensed wife, mother, daughter, sister, friend, and neighbor, and I'll be bringing the regular everyday perspective. We are all about relationship recovery, and we'll tackle tough topics like infidelity, abuse, addiction, pornography, and betrayal trauma. We also focus on helping you build stronger connections in your most important relationships. So thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here. Welcome back, everybody. We're glad you're here with us on the podcast. Yep. Welcome back. So just want to tell you about a free course you can download today called The First Steps to Rebuilding Trust. And we've got a lot of great instruction on how to deal with betrayal for the person who broke the trust, the person who's been betrayed, and then couples support as well. You can find the link to that in the show notes. Just put in your email address and we'll send you the videos right away and you can get started learning these foundational principles for rebuilding trust. Okay, let's jump into today's topic. Yeah, let's. We're going to talk about the concept of differentiation, Mm -hmm. which is a mouthful, but (laughs) it essentially has to do with in a marriage relationship, sorting through the things that make you different Mm -hmm. and how to stay unified as a couple while honoring the differences. Mm -hmm. And in part, because initially when usually when we couple up, we, we we're all about the similarities, Mm -hmm. the things that we both appreciate together, the things we really enjoy about ourselves and each other. And that's has a tendency to be the primary focus in the initial bonding yeah, we look for similarities. You don't really ever hear newly or like newly dating couples being like, oh my gosh, I found this person. They're so different from me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're just going to talk about, especially in a recovery context, yeah. that crisis in a relationship can really magnify differences. It can expose, well, what it can do is it can expose that maybe there's been some pretending that's been going on that's kind of led us to believe that we're more similar than we really are. Yep. And that can that can be painful can and just kind of turn up the heat on the recovery process when on on so many different levels we're dealing with a different person than we originally thought. Yeah, I mean I think when there's a discovery uh, like in you know for most of what I work with a, a secret life, a secret sexual life even there's, there's the discovery of the behaviors that can be shocking, but then also the discovery that maybe our values aren't aligned. Yeah. Or maybe who is this person? Mm-hmm. I mean, it brings up a lot of these things. So when you talk about differentiation, right, it's like, okay, we're, we're, on, we're two separate people now. So how do we come back together? Who is this person? How do we make this work? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, a, it's the beginning in many cases. For some couples, it's like almost the first time they've had this level of awareness and honesty Honesty. around talking about Mm -hmm. how they show up in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I think there's a missed opportunity a lot of couples. Okay. Say more about that. I think that what happens is, you know, I'll just kind of talk through a stereotypical example that I see. A couple gets married. They are, you know, they make agreements about how they'll do things or everything from what they watch to how they'll interact with other people and money. I mean, there's just so many agreements that they make, but it's not uncommon along the way for, you know, one person to maybe not agree with that mm-hmm. or, but maybe they don't say anything. Maybe they're a, a, you know, they're a people pleaser or, 
or they're just avoidant or, you know, they're scared to bring it up or they don't want to make waves. And, and so a lot of the times they'll just not say anything about it. And this can be either person. And, and then this, then the crisis hits where there's this like, you know, oh, like you have a whole different value set that you've been living or there's this, there's these things that you're doing that we didn't agree on or like, who are you? What's mm-hmm. going on? Or in, or in the process of recovery, yeah. maybe they're not happy with some of those choices, but in the process of the recovery, what comes out is, I really don't like yeah. this or I really uh-huh. do like this this other uh-huh. direction. And Right. And these yeah. things happen as others, these discoveries. Yeah. And I think the the thing that I think is a missed opportunity is a lot of couples will either feel pressure from each other or from their community, their families or church, you know, to just put things back the way they looked exactly the same before, before like they've even they had the conversations, before they've oh. done that work. Mm-hmm. Let's just put, put it back, give it the same shape and form it had. Right. And everybody will feel fine. But usually what that means is one or both people have to somehow compartmentalize or deny or just avoid some some real things that maybe need to be examined, explored, yeah. talked about. Yeah. Maybe nothing as changes. As painful as it could mm-hmm. potentially be. Yes. It's better to know the truth of your relationship and each other. Yeah. Than not and just pretend that we're all good with this scenario. Yeah. So I would rather have a couple if they feel like after doing all this work that their marriage and family life and all their are going to look exactly the same as they did before. Mm -hmm. And there was just a deviation from that, but they're going to put it back the exact same way. That's great. But I would want them to go through and, you know, just like a house that's flooded, check every stud, check the foundation, check, 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 make sure that's really what they want together Mm -hmm. and do that work instead of just quickly trying to slap it back together. Yeah. But first things first, safety first. So there's the getting out of the, there's the getting out of the crisis stuff that has to happen first. So what we're talking about is later conversations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that whole faking thing that you were talking about earlier, where somebody is, you know, they've been living maybe a lie about their, you know, crossing lines with certain behaviors, you know, with pornography or sexually acting out or overspending money, et cetera. But the faking isn't just in keeping those things secret. The performance can also be in having maybe some changing beliefs or values or principles or ideals that that maybe they've just started to evolve and change and they they don't really they don't feel like they can talk about that or they're scared to. What do people do with that, right? Especially mm-hmm. if you're the one that's like broken the trust or you're a betrayed partner and and you feel like your partner, you know, isn't really open to listening to your feelings and experiences. I mean, what do you do with those values? Do you sort of err on the side of unity or do you come back and just hold your ground on, no, this stuff really matters to me and I really want to stay loyal to like what I'm discovering, what I'm feeling? Hmm. Well, I mean, it's hard to even make that decision before you really know where everybody's at. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there has to be, I think to me, there has to be conversations. Yeah. Yeah. So like, let's pick an example that might help. Yeah. Something maybe that's kind of innocuous, I mean, more or less. Mm, So maybe we're going through this, like we're working on our recovery, but what surfaces is, I just have discovered that I really enjoy shopping and buying things. And I wasn't doing that before because you really care about keeping the numbers clean and tight. Mm -hmm. And, but I, I need a little, I need more room to move there. Mm Mm-hmm. So 
yeah, so what do we do? How much does that matter? And you can't even discover how much it matters. Like, I can't find out how much you care about that until we talk about it. Right. And you can't discover how much I really care about it or how much like freedom and peace it might be or a form of self-care or just something that I want to try for a while because I haven't ever done it. Right. right. All of those meanings is what we really want to get down to. It's not as much about the activity, the thing itself, right. as it is about what it means to me and to you. Right. Yeah. And so for some people, you know, like whether it's this example with spending money, that could be a really precarious need in some families that are living on a very tight budget. Uh-huh. And it could be, you know, this is at the expense of other, you know, real needs that have to happen, saving for college or retirement or other things like that. Like, and then other things that are maybe like a little more direct, like, I feel like I, you know, I want to, I mean, I've had people in recovery who are just like, you know, I want to start doing behaviors that we both agreed were like against our morals, even, you know, like drugs and alcohol or, you know, even, even like sexual things. I mean, there can be all these things that people discover that are like, I really feel like I want to experiment with this or check this out. Or I feel like this is important. I want to be honest about it. Mm-hmm. But I love what you're saying, which is like, as hard as it is to put that behavior aside, you have to be able to say, why is that important to you? Let's have the bigger conversation about sure. what is this bringing up in you? Why is this so important that you like can't like back off from it? Why does this have to be a part of your life now? Mm-hmm. Well, and then when you end up with two conflicting meanings, mm-hmm. you know, when maybe just to continue with our example, maybe to me that like this, the shopping and spending money just means a sense of freedom that I haven't had. Mm-hmm. And to you, it means carelessness Mm -hmm. and irresponsibility, then we have to decide together if there's room. Right. Or if there's other ways to get those needs met. Yeah. 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 Do we keep going down the route of spending money and let it show up there or? Yeah. These discussions can identify unexpressed and unacknowledged needs that may have nothing to do with the actual behavior. And you can find ways to really care about the other person's journey this differentiation, right? Like you're having a need that I'm not having. How can I help you get that in a way we both can feel good about? Yeah. That takes a lot of creativity, a lot of listening, a lot of storytelling. <laughs> it's Yeah. Well, and it has to be done in a way too that that doesn't make either party feel like I have to convince you so I can have permission mm-hmm. to do this thing that feels really important to me because nobody in a mutually reciprocal relationship wants to feel like they have to answer to the other person. That starts to like infringe on our personal sense of autonomy. Yeah. And can start to feel like a parent-child dynamic. Yeah. Whereas when you're in a partnership, it shouldn't be that one person just makes all the decision and then allows permission. Right. Exactly. And, And this isn't to say that some things... You know, you may be listening to this and saying, are you, are you guys saying that like I should just put up with stuff that like goes completely against my values or would be like destructive or harmful? No. No, you get to decide that. Yeah. But that line is different. It's just that, yeah, I guess it's in, we're talking about the discovery yes. of what something means to somebody. And if somebody says, no, really, like the using of illicit drugs means to me that I get to have the freedom I've never had before and I will not let that go. That matters completely to me to the expense of the relationship. 
that matters more to me than you and me, then you know That's a choice. how to move forward yeah. with that, with somebody choosing that. And what we're saying, what we're advocating for is getting to the honesty about it mm-hmm. so that it doesn't just stay something that somebody feels like they have to sneak to do or just keeps you trapped in a like in a never ending cycle of attempted coercion and cajoling and come on, let's stay the same people. Or even to do it mindlessly. Yeah. Right. Even just to just do it because you don't just even going know why. Because it's what we do. Yeah. You don't even know why or, you know, or even agreeing to let, you know, even agreeing to something you don't agree with the other person's doing because you don't want conflict or whatever. Like it's to come in contact with those needs, to come in contact with your own reactions to it both for, against, and then all the stories and all the stuff that go under is really mature work. Mm -hmm. It's really developmentally difficult to do this if you've never done it. But it's critical if you're going to grow both individually, but even as a couple, because it really honors the fact that you're dealing with two people who have very different backgrounds, temperaments, experiences, feelings, thoughts, brains, bodies. And I just think if, yeah, if if there's things that you absolutely cannot tolerate and live with and that are deal breakers for you, Mm -hmm. then I hope you'll honor that. And the other person then has to make decisions about that as well. Right. You know, they may say, you know what? It's not worth it to me. And these are some really high level. If I go down mm -hmm. this road and that that's a deal breaker to you, then I don't want to go down that road. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want that to happen. Yeah. And Oftentimes, too, just the discussion, the discovery of it can like relinquish the mm-hmm. the need for this one thing that somebody might be really pushing or pressing for. Right. Just to even just have permission to do the thought experiment about it. Right. Then, you know. Yeah, it almost like it, it when you take some of the, the energy out of it by really identifying why this feels so important, it can usually find a healthier outlet in my experience. Yes, yes. And that's what we're looking for. But if that very behavior, like we're saying, if that very thing, that thing that feels so important, it really is about that experience and it's not working for the other partner, then stay in conversation about it until you feel like you're clear on what decision you you need to make. And it may have consequences for the Mm -hmm. relationship and the family. Yeah. But the good news is more often than not, differentiation is very healthy Yes. For strong relationships and differentiating, letting each other have different thoughts and preferences and desires can really help the relationship develop. Oh, yeah. I don't know what we would talk about if we were the same person. (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. Like those differences and allowing your partner to be someone who's not you, it to me opens opens up so much richness in sharing a journey with another person. I mean, independence is just the other side of the coin of dependence. Like they're, this, they're two sides of the same coin. Yeah. So this is really balances that out. And of course, when there's a crisis or there's a betrayal, there's a tendency to, to want to fuse and hold things together and be like, we've got to like, mm-hmm. you know, be the same and we've got to like get through this and like closeness and security and, you know, every, the emotions and the sensitivity are so high because you're just afraid of losing that connection. And as you go along in the journey and safety is established, this differentiation, this independence piece starts to show up and it can be a very scary thing to explore because it feels like it can threaten the bond. And all we're saying is it doesn't have to, Mm -hmm. um, and it might, and that happens, Yeah, but it doesn't have to. Yeah. For most couples, 
there's plenty of room to differentiate. Mm-hmm. There's tons of space for each partner to go, oh, I'm, I'm feeling like I need something different here. And it doesn't threaten the relationship. Yeah. And it's healthy to bring it up and to ask for it and to talk about it. And, and it's healthy for the other spouse to support it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I just think about our own journey, 26 years. I know for me, I'll just speak for myself. I, I spent a lot of a lot of years in our marriage early on feeling like if you and I didn't love the same things, we couldn't be a happy couple. I just didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. And so it felt threatening to me when you didn't love something I loved. Mm-hmm. And and now where I'm standing now at this age and this time in our lives, it just feels so great to see you flourishing and me flourishing in the things that we love and sharing our lives together in that way. I never would have thought that in that, separate ways. What did I say? No, I'm just I'm oh. just adding that. Oh yes, that like yes. sharing our lives together in our separate interests. Yeah, and yeah. then we have a lot of areas where we overlap. Yeah, that we share in love and and are really aligned on, and it just makes for a really rich tapestry of a relationship mm-hmm. where before if you're, you're just trying to all be the exact same, and it's interesting even inside of you know faith traditions you know. I mean, we're members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And, and like culturally, there's a lot of, for those of you who are familiar with with this particular faith culture, like there's a lot of sameness, mm-hmm. <laughs> at least on the surface mm-hmm. in terms of expectations. But what's interesting is couples really have the courage to slow down and talk about some of the nuanced feelings and beliefs and ideas inside of their faith. They find that there's still lots of room for them to feel close and connected to each other and other people in their community and I think developmentally, that's just such an important place to get to, which is just to recognize that there's sameness is not safety. No. It doesn't have to be, you know, but of course you want to have clarity on sh- certain principles and values and shared values and things like that, that anchor you together as a couple. We both agree on certain things and it creates safety. It creates a lot of security, but then that allows for a lot of individual variation mm-hmm. when that's in place. Yeah. So anything else you want to say about this? Well, maybe we just wrap up with a little piece that that when there's room to differentiate yourself from your spouse, that can be really, really good for you as an individual to just be able to be who you are mm-hmm. and and not hide who you are, your preferences, your thoughts, your your, I don't know, you know, that mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. <laughs> um, but not have to hide it under somebody else's or just go along. Like it can, the impact on an individual and a relationship well, yeah, can and then, be profound. Yes. And then you can know that your partner is actually loving you Man, instead of is. like a performance. Right. Or that you have to keep up so right, that. An act. Like yeah, they, you, it will it feel really more secure. the mm-hmm. bond. Oh, wow. I can show up in this way and you still want to be close to me? Uh-huh. Like this is the goal of long-term connection is to be able to have the freedom to be yourself and still be loved. Mm-hmm. And I just have a lot of respect and admiration for when two people are willing to just do that hard work. And it's it's a really beautiful thing to sit and be around that level of acceptance and connection. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. We so want we're that for you guys. throwing out some big goals for everybody here. <laughs> it's stuff we're working on. Yeah. It's just our work. It's, it's, it's long-term work of building a secure connection with another person. So hopefully this has been, you know, an engaging discussion for you. And hopefully you'll be able to take some of these things back to your own relationship and uh, hopefully find some ways to implement these things. So 
Thanks for being here every single week. We love it. Yep. Love hanging out with you. And thanks for listening. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Next time.